thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. We are having such a good time studying the Word together. And so we, uh, we, we're believing with you for answers for your life. Amen. And uh, we encourage you to attach your faith to the Word that you hear today. Why? So that we can become better doers of it and we'll bear more fruit of that faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. We've been talking and teaching about the mind because uh, we all got one. <laughs> Studio audience, you didn't leave yours at home, did you? No, we all brought it with. And you take your mind with you everywhere you go. You don't take your favorite piece of jewelry, your favorite tie or your favorite purse or... Hopefully you take your favorite child, but <laughs> no, but you take your, your mind with you everywhere. You never get away from it. So make sure that you're doing the right thing with your mind because the good thing is in your inheritance is a sound mind. In your inheritance in Christ of what Jesus provided for us and God made ours is a sound mind. Because 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, For God's not given us the spirit of fear, but a power or authority and love and a sound mind. It's already yours at the new birth. Now, now that he's given it to us, we need to know how to steward it. We need to know how to treat that sound mind right. Because if you mishandle it, it can be less than what God wants it to be and what God authored for you. The Amplified Classic describes a sound mind and it says that a sound mind is a calm mind. It is a well-balanced mind. It's a disciplined mind and it's a controlled mind. Listen, a sound mind is under your control. It's under your stewardship. You are the custodian of the sound mind that God made yours. Amen. Amen. So because we are, you know, we can't sit back and say, oh, God, do something with my mind. He did. He gave you a sound one. Right. <laughs> and then he gave you food for your mind, the, the thoughts of the word, his own thoughts for your own mind. Think of it. Just wonderful. But we have to be active toward that word. Do the right thing by renewing our mind. What is that? Feed that sound mind with the thoughts of the word. Keep, those, keep the thoughts of God going in. Amen. Amen. Speaking them, thinking them, meditating on them, and then acting on them. So to enjoy the sound mind that's made ours, one of the things we also have to do, uh, besides renewing the mind, we also have to know how to stand our ground against opposition. And really, you can't really full, uh, go far in the renewing of the mind until you learn how to stand your ground against opposition. And uh, a sound mind is one that enforces the victory that Jesus won for it. So we have to know how to stand our ground. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, 
uh, Paul began writing. He said, finally, my brethren, look at this, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, in the previous episode, we looked at that. What does that mean? To be strong in the Lord, well, the Lord and his word are one. Yes, so to be strong in the Lord is to be strong in the word, or we could say this, be full of the word. Yes. Be full of the word. And if you're full of the word, it's dominating you. You're giving it first place that you're, uh, you're giving it first place in your everyday life. It's dictating and directing exactly what you allow in your life. Amen. And then he also said, not just be strong in the Lord, but also be strong in the power of his might. Well, the power of his might is the Holy Ghost. And so he, Paul is really, we could read this way. He's saying, be full of the word and be full of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because when we are, then we're able to take a bold stand against anything, any opposition, any adversary, any test, any trial, and we're unswayable. We will not be swayed off of our victory that Jesus made ours. And we won't be swayed away from a sound mind. Because that's one, one thing he comes to attack is a sound mind. And so we were looking yesterday. And so uh, if you, were, you weren't able to watch, go back and maybe watch the previous episode. It would help you because we don't have time to, re, to cover all the same thing again. But we did look at what's it mean to be full of the Spirit or to be full of the Holy Ghost. Well, you have to look at Acts chapter 2. And it says how they were all together. The disciples, 120 of them, were in the upper room. And it says that there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And in verse 4 says, and, they, and uh, it set upon each of them. And it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, what do people do that are filled with the Holy Ghost? The next phrase tells us. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So notice how they got filled. They spoke in other tongues. That's what happened at the filling. They were speaking with other tongues. So how do you continue to be filled every day of your life? Speak in other tongues. So that's how to be filled. That's one way, primary way to be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues to yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. And we were saying it's not about just maintaining yesterday's feeling because you can go through the, through the, the book of Acts and you can see that the Holy Spirit would fall again on the different disciples and apostles that were gathered and he'd say again, they were all filled. So just because, you know, it's, you can fill up your water pitcher, but as, as you pour out, you're, that thing isn't full anymore. You got to fill it back up. Well, you're a vessel. And throughout the day, uh, you need to be filling that vessel up. Why? Because you're pouring it out. You're pouring it out in your authority. You're pouring it out in the doing of the word, in the releasing of faith. You're pouring out of this vessel. Well, you got to fill back up. So it's not about maintaining yesterday's infilling, but it's about being filled afresh every day. Now, let me, let me say this to you because some people uh, need to have further instruction on this. Everyone, the day they got born again, the Holy Spirit came in them to indwell them. Every believer is indwelt by the Spirit. But Acts chapter 4 talks about that there's another experience beyond being indwelt is being infilled. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were filled. So... 
Every Christian is, they are born of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. They are indwelt by the Spirit. And He bears witness with them, right, that they are the sons of God. That's because you are indwelt by the Spirit. But now you can have a deeper dimension of the Spirit. And that's what being filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues comes in. It's a deeper dimension of the same Spirit you're already indwelt by. It's a feeling. It's a, it's a further it's a further dimension of him. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, Jesus is the gift that belongs to the whole world. Yes. I mean, he is the gift that God gave to every human mm-hmm. that has ever, that uh, is alive on this earth and will be born on this earth. Mm-hmm. He is the gift that belongs to them that the Father gave. Yes. Of course, that gift has, has to be received, yes. right? Yes. But once you're born again, Jesus has an additional gift for you, and it's called the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And you have to be born again to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You have to be already indwelt by the Spirit to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I don't care what church you were born again in, raised in, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, but you can have a deeper dimension of God and be infilled by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to look more about being filled with the Spirit. Because why is it important? Because as we're filled, we cannot be easily moved off victory ground. Amen. We won't be swayed. Um, If you took a vessel, let's say if there were a large pot here, maybe a a tree pot, you know, and you can have a large one. Uh, As long as it's empty, uh, I might could move that thing, right? Depending on the material it's made out of. If it's made out of a lightweight material, if it's clay, I mean, I I can move some things around. I've I've moved a lot of things around because ministry is moving things around, you know? And so you pick up this clay, this, let's say it's a clay pot. As long as it's empty, I can still move it. Uh-huh. But you fill that up, there's no way I can move that. Uh-huh. Something full becomes immovable. Oh, it's risky. Uh-huh. to If you want to keep from being moved by circumstances, moved by tests and trials, it's risky to stay less than full because you're more easily moved. Uh-huh. And so this is why, is why it's so important to be full of the Word and full of the Spirit because uh, that is our safe place. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, it says this, Paul is writing and he says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled, or we could say this, be drunk with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, we have a warning here. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Somebody who might say, you know, I can drink a little bit of wine and I'm okay. The thing is, is wine won't leave you where it found you. It seeks to carry you to excess. Anything alcoholic, why? Because it's a bondage. It becomes a bondage. What makes, what, why are we, why, why do we need to be so aware of what we're, allowing in our life Mm -hmm. because don't ever allow anything that can rise up 
and again put you in bondage. Jesus paid everything for you to be free. Never give anything the opportunity to bind you in any way. Amen. Amen. And this is where, this is Paul says, he says, be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. Why? Because you'll always end up in excess with those natural things. But be filled with the Spirit. We could say this, wherein there is no excess. <laughs> Amen. The, the, if somebody, you know, they drink alcoholic beverages and they get drunk, they start losing abilities. They can't walk right. They can't drive right. They can't, they can't even speak right. Thing, they start losing abilities. The more you get filled with the Holy Spirit, the more you start becoming skillful in divine abilities. Amen. Now, let let me ask you this. Why is it that people will drink alcohol? Many times it's, they're looking for relief, right? They, some, some people, life is so difficult when you don't know what the word has made yours. Listen, when you get filled with the spirit, you don't need anything else to fill you. Because there's, I mean, my goodness, anything else is a letdown. Amen. And uh, why do people drink? Why do they use drugs? Why do they do all these things that put the, bo- the body in bondage? They can't face life sober. Well, listen, God never intended you to face life sober. Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Be drunk on the Spirit. Be filled with the new wine. Amen. He wants you full too. <laughs> but not with the wrong thing, with the right thing. And when you live full of the Spirit, you're not looking for something lesser than to fill you. Amen. Amen. But in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Be filled with the Spirit. Now, this is how you're strong in the power of His might that Paul told us in Ephesians 6.10. Now, when we look at these words, Be filled with the Spirit, the actual, the Greek actually reads, Be being filled with the Spirit, which denotes a continual, ongoing infilling. Amen. Don't be filled one day and less than full the next day. So how do you continually be filled? Well, how do you continually uh, get uh, water in your system? You drink. Well, how do you drink of the Spirit? Speaking in other tongues, you just keep filling up. You can sing in the Spirit. Now, Really, the New Testament believer, the New Testament believer is to emphasize life in the Spirit. The Word tells us pray in the Spirit. The Word tells us walk in the Spirit. The Word tells us be filled with the Spirit. You see, this is to denote the New Testament believer is we're a filled people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If you, if you look real quickly at Luke chapter 4 and verse 1, Jesus had just been baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. And it says, and Jesus being, look at this word, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, notice this, and was led by the Spirit. Let's, let's take out just some of the, descriptive words. And Jesus being full of the Spirit was led. And Jesus being full of the Spirit was led. It's easier to know the leading when you're full. 
it's easier to recognize how God is leading you, how the spirit is leading you, what the word is saying to you when you're full. And this is the danger of being less than full yeah. is because you could miss the leadings. It's, it's easier to know the leadings. And notice Jesus was full of the spirit. Amen. If he needed to be full, we need to be full. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. What an honor to know what to be filled with. When you're full of the word and you're full of the spirit, there's absolutely no room for worry to fill you. No room for fear to fill you. When you fill up with what God offers you, you got no room for anything the devil tries to offer you. And this is the way a sound mind thinks. A sound mind says, I'm not going to let myself live less than full. Amen. Because a sound mind knows that its soundness is connected to its fullness. Amen. Full of the word, full of the spirit. And what an honor, what a privilege. Amen. Well, uh, I, 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 I seek to know, do I go further a certain way? Because we could go a long time on this being filled with the Holy Spirit, but because we want to just stay on course. <laughs> let's, let's, we want to emphasize what Paul said in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, where he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And um, being strong in the Lord, as we said, being strong in the power of his might is being full of the word and full of the spirit because that's what's going to enable us to stand our ground against opposition so that we don't veer from a sound mind. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, he goes on in chapter, let's look at in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11. Mm -hmm. Paul goes on and he writes, put on the whole armor of God. Now see, this is part of us operating in that sound mind. You have to put on something. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategies of the devil. Notice this. There are strategies of the devil. And uh, he works, uh, he seeks to work the different strategies against you. But I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit because there's so much, there's so much we want to dig out of this. Amen? Amen. Um, that the devil seeks to work strategies. When you're full, those strategies are easily recognized. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's good. It's so important mm-hmm. that fullness is not just an option. It is crucial to living in victory all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so here... I want you to see something about, about something else about being filled. Okay. Go with me to Jude chapter one. There's only one chapter in Jude, so we'll narrow it down for you. Jude chapter one and verse 20. Jude chapter one and verse 20. It says this, but ye beloved talking to you, building up yourselves. Look at that. Building up yourselves. Building up yourselves. It doesn't say God building you up. It says building up yourself on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So as you take time to pray in the Holy Ghost, you're building yourself up. Your spirit is being built up, charged up, fortified. And when your spirit is charged up, built up, edified, and fortified, 
It's not going to fall prey to the devices and the strategies of the devil that he seeks to work against you. You'll recognize, you'll have strength to, to take your stand against those devices and those strategies. Amen. Notice this, building up yourselves. So how strong we are depends on us. How strong and fortified we are in our spirits. That faith in our spirits is fortified. How strong it is, is what are we doing? with what God has made ours. And that is this divine ability to speak in other tongues. Now, one of the greatest benefits of speaking in other tongues, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. Paul was writing to the church in Corinth and he said, for he that speaks in an unknown tongue now, it's unknown to you, but not to God, right? right? Yes. And he's not talking about you going and learning a language. These are divine utterances. Mm -hmm. These are words given by the Holy Spirit to your spirit, and you speak them out. Mm -hmm. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue, look at this, speaks not unto men, but unto God. Yes. For no man understands him. Why? Because he's not speaking to man. For no man understands him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Or one translation says he speaks divine secrets. Now, they're not a secret from God. They're a secret from us. Or they're a mystery to us, not a mystery to God. So notice this, that he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Ah, when you take time to speak in other tongues, you get God on the line. Direct connection. <laughs> Amen. Years ago, during the Desert Storm War of the 1990s, there was our General, what was his name, Schwarzkopf? General Schwarzkopf. Um, a TV crew came in and was interviewing him. And he was set up in a tent in the desert area and he had a, he had a, a, a twin bed uh, in there. He had a nightstand. He had a lamp on his nightstand. He had a Bible on his nightstand. And he had a red telephone. And the reporter asked him a question and said, what is that red telephone? He said, that is a direct line to the president of the United States because the, the, the president is the commander of the armed forces. Mm -hmm. Nothing can be done without the president's approval by military leaders because mm -hmm. the president is also the commander of the armed forces. Mm -hmm. So he said, when I'm faced with an emergency or I need to make a decision, even if it's not an emergency, it's a decision, I can pick up that red phone and I immediately get the president. I don't get an aide. I don't get a secretary. I don't get an advisor. I get the president himself. When you take time to speak in other tongues, that is your royal telephone. Your royal, you just got God on the line. You didn't get Moses. You, as much as we appreciate Moses, well, you didn't get Abraham. You didn't get an angel. You got God himself on the line and you talk to him, divine secrets. Now, don't tell me that won't fortify you. <laughs> 
you start having direct communication. Your spirit, not your mind, your spirit communicating with the Father of spirits. Your royal telephone, this divine ability to be filled up. This is why you get full speaking in tongues because of who you're speaking to. <laughs> and he, that, his life flowing, poured in. Amen. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Now you're speaking as the Spirit gives you utterances. These aren't, these aren't words your mind thought up. And it's an amazing thing because the Spirit gives you these utterances. You open your mouth and speak them up. They come up from your Spirit. They bypass your mind because you don't even know what you're saying, right? It's not a learned language. It's not a studied language. And it's the most impressive divine way of communicating that your spirit can communicate directly to God and you bypass the mind because it didn't come out of your mind. It didn't, your opinion did not affect. Your own human thinking and your home, own human intellect did not, did not color that communication because it bypassed you. God uses you and bypasses you. <laughs> he uses your spirit, uses your mouth and bypasses just the, the, the human reasoning, the opinion, where man, you know, man reasons, they give out their opinion, but he uses us and bypasses. Genius of heaven, right? He's the genius of heaven. So he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. And do you know what? The no man is also you. You don't always understand what you're saying to God. But some things are received even in your spirit that your mind hasn't caught up with yet. Yeah. And so God can, in that, in that divine communication, things are imparted into your spirit. Things are unveiled to your spirit. Things are revealed to your spirit. Oh my goodness, there's so much to go. We're coming to the end of this episode and I'm going, ah, don't go anywhere. We want you to stay and I want to keep going this way, but you'll have to make sure you come back tomorrow because there's so much that we want to, want, want to get into you and help you to know and help you to understand and help you to benefit from. But it says that when you speak in this divine language, you get the, it's the royal telephone, your royal hotline to heaven. You know, sometimes uh, we, most of us have cell phones. You pick up your cell phone, no signal. <laughs> this royal telephone, never a dropped call. Never a weak signal. Amen. You always, you always can connect. By praying in the Holy Ghost, you get God the Father on the line. Well, as I said, you're going to have to join us next time because we got so much good stuff to say about this. We've been ministering out of our book, A Sound Disciplined Mind, because uh, a sound mind belongs to us. But we have to become skillful in how a, sign, a sound mind functions so that we can enjoy the soundness of mind that's ours. And uh, we invite you to go to our website at deframeministries.org and let us know that you want one and we'll send you one and uh, it'll be a blessing to you. But until we see you next time, always remember that Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our annual Ladies Conference at Wood Harvest Church in Marietta, California, October 4th through the 6th. Everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.